Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Uh, you know, one of the... used to do this more when I was a younger preacher. After every sermon, I'd ask my wife on the way home, I did. So I don't know why I asked her last week. How did I do? And you never ask Melody a question if you don't want the truth. I wasn't asking her to be patronized. So she told me, she said, well, you rambled on for a while. And then you finally got to what you were supposed to say, and then it was good. But this morning during worship, the Lord gave me a, a word. Lord, I was born a rambling man, trying to make a living and doing the best I can. Anyway. I did that for a reason, not just to... There's several ways to open people's hearts. One way is humor, and another way is telling stories. So, before I tell a story... I want to thank Fee for uh, his contribution this morning. It's good to see the prophetic arts. And uh, also, I wanted to uh, talk just briefly about the baptism, the baptismal. Some of you might think, well, that's, well, you know, that's a ritual. I've done that, you know, and it's more than a ritual. Do you know the things that we do in the natural affect the spirit world? Do you know when the, uh, when the Israelites went through the Red Sea, the Bible says in the New Testament that was a baptism, a baptism, and that they would never see their enemies, the Egyptians, again. And so when you do baptism, you are actually... Going through that, you're identifying with Christ, you're crucified with Christ, you're buried with Christ, you're raised with Christ, and the spirit world sees that and recognizes that. So it's not just a, a something that we do. And, you know, I've gotten to the place where I believe in studying the Greek and Hebrew and all that, but you know the Bible says what it says, And you don't need a Greek word to explain away a meaning. You know, the Bible says, uh, the, the Bible says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be damned. Now, somebody would say, well, I'll just look up a Greek word and I'll change that so that it doesn't really mean that. Well, I believe what the Bible says. You say, well, you're not very educated. Well, Jesus said this. He said, 
you have, he said, I thank you, Father, because you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent, but have revealed them unto babes. I'm a babe. <laughs> In Christ. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to come out that way, but... <laughs> And I want to talk this morning, well, uh, another thing, I, I'm, I am rambling at the moment. Because <laughs> sometimes people get more out of the rambling than they do the actual message. People used to say, you were outside of my bedroom window last night. I said I was not <laughs> outside of your bedroom window last night. Uh, do you know, if we would actually do some of the things we declare and sing, there's the one, one phrase in the song today was, my hope is in the blood of Jesus. Do you know what hope is? It's that joyful expectation. So if, we're, if our hope is really in the blood of Jesus, then we should be joyful. A joyful expectation of the good that is coming yeah. our way. The other word was, we'll, be dan we'll dance in the street. I thought, I wonder what would happen if we would actually dance in the street or dance in Walmart. <laughs> now, I've done it. Not real crazy, but I've done it. I'm more of the slow dancer. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I was even thinking as Fee was uh, doing his, doing his uh, prophetic dance, in my mind, I can do that. But my 65-year-old body will not. And if I tried it, I'd be afraid I'd get hurt. Now, some of you know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. So, did I say everything I wanted to say, Lord? Or you wanted to say, I mean. <laughs> anyway. I, I wanted to share, uh, because I was doing something uh, previously and I was continuing on, I missed my opportunity to preach a 4th of July message. It's after the 4th of July, but I, I want to talk about it. And um, so let's just read the scripture here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, before I read the scripture... I want to talk about, in American history, the Declaration of Independence was made, and then the war began. They just, because they made the Declaration of Independence, it started a war. Most of them lost everything. Some of them lost their lives. Some of them, the British killed their families their wives, their children. They lost everything, but you know, none of them recanted. None of them said, I wish I wouldn't have done that. They all made the declaration. But in Christ, the battle's already been won. But we are still to make the declaration. And I want to share some scriptures about that. So in Christ, the, battle's the battle has already been won. 
So now we make the declaration to receive the benefit. Now I'm not saying that the, the war has already been won. Jesus has won the war. But the enemy, through, uh, through deception, would try to turn our thinking to where we have to battle for it or we have to work something so that we can receive the benefit that Christ has already paid for. Paul had a problem when he, uh, when he was ministering he would go in and he would preach to the Gentiles, and then he uh, once he would leave, then there was a group of people called the Judaizers. They would come in and they would preach that Gentiles can't be saved unless they be circumcised. Gentiles can't be saved unless they keep the law of Moses. In other words, it's Jesus. Salvation is Jesus plus. You receive Jesus, plus you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. But, rea but the reality is, if you read Galatians, the book of Galatians was, was written for that very purpose, to deal with that. And also Acts chapter 15. There was a big church council to decide whether the Gentiles would have to live like Jews. Now, I don't have time to go, go into that. That's not my purpose today. But the outcome was that, no, they did not have to live like Jews. Thank you. <laughs> and Cheryl, I didn't, I'm not saying this because of our conversation last night. I already had it made. We talked about this last night. So... All that Christ has done and provided is already accomplished. I don't need to battle for what Christ has already provided for me. I just have to receive. Now, we're not battling the devil to get. We're battling his deception. Because the Bible says in, uh, in Ephesians, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. The battle is not a physical battle, but it is a mind battle to get you to give up your hope. Hope is the anchor of the soul. And if you, if you, if you pull up your anchor and you're not moving, you will shipwreck. So we've got to, if we're, not, if, we're not, if we're not moving forward with the ship, we have to put down the anchor. The anchor holds us. Rebecca bought me a shirt. It says, anchors away on the front. And a big anchor. She says, what? She says, they don't spell it right. I said, well, I'm sure it means something. I know the song. Anchors away, my boy. You know, when I was in the Navy, I was in the Navy choir. So I was required to, to sing the Army song, the Navy song, the Air Force song, the Marine song, and the Coast Guard song. I used to know them all. I can't remember them now. But anchors away means away is not spelled a way. It, is, it means that 
when you put down an anchor, an anchor can get caught. You know, there's rocks on the bottom. It's not just sand. It could get caught on roots if you're in the river or whatever, but it could get caught. And so once the anchor is lifted and free, it's called anchors away. You're free to move. You're free to move. So I'm here to let you know you're free to move. And if you're just sitting there doing nothing, you need to secure your anchor. Because, because hope is the anchor of the soul, and, the, and hope is the joyful expectation of the good that's coming. Do we really? I mean, I know there's times when there's sorrow in the Christian life, but you know, as a majority of the time, we should be a joyful people. Because we are expecting good to come. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. He says this, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Stand fast. There's another place where that's in Ephesians where the Bible says, Having done all to stand, stand therefore. In other words, when, when you've received the promise, when you've received the word, you stand fast because the enemy is going to try to take it away from you. You're not in a war. You just say, no, devil, I believe the word. I am joyful in the cross. I believe in the blood. The blood has already purchased everything. I just have to receive it. When I was a kid, I used, we used to celebrate Christmas. That was probably the... Christmas was good for me. My parents would go into debt just to buy us presents. It wasn't good for them, but it was good for me. And a lot of parents do that. We're not that type, but... I mean, we had a good day on Christmas. The rest of this 364 days were hell, but we had a good Christmas. So we would wait to receive those packages. We would shake them boxes. Can we open one present tonight? Can we open one present? We're waiting. That joyful expectation, we're waiting. What are you waiting on? Is your, hope in, is your hope in the bad or is your hope in the good? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I do not trust my sweetest frame, but I wholly lean on Jesus' name. There's a lot of truth in that. A lot of truth. But the enemy wants, wants to take it, so I stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made me free, and I am not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. The contents of this scripture, and I'm going to expand it, but the context of this scripture is don't get entangled again in the, in the works of the law, but totally trust in Christ. In Christ alone, I take my stand. In Christ alone, not Christ plus, 
but Christ alone. Some of you ought to be dancing because you're, you're trusting in your own, your own ability to please God. You're trusting in your own works to please God. This, is, this should set you free. And the Holy Ghost should set your feet a dancing. Christ is the great Savior. Even if you are the great sinner, he is the great Savior. Doesn't matter how deep it is. Doesn't matter how far you've gone. Doesn't matter how ashamed you are of your past. He is the great Savior and he doesn't view you according to your past. He views you in Christ. He views you as clean. He views you as righteous. He views you as a joint heir. You know what a joint heir is? That's an equal heir. Whoa, that's a little beyond my comprehension. You mean I have the same inheritance that Christ does? Yes, you do. But the enemy tries to pull us down. He, 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 he implants these thoughts. But we are to stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. You are free. Don't go back into bondage. That's what this whole book is about. Don't go back into bondage. <clears throat> well, Galatians uh, chapter 3, verse 11, he says this. He says, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith. You're not justified by the law. You're justified by what Christ has done and believing it and confessing it. Well, I'm not into that confession stuff. Sorry for you. Go ahead and live in, go ahead and live in the dark. Go ahead and go ahead and suffer. I say, you know, I say I'm healed when I'm hurting. I say, I, I say I'm free when I feel in bondage. I say I'm loved when I feel deserted. But it always comes around to where it works out for good. All things work together for good to those that love God and to those that are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen, but I know that. <laughs> Galatians chapter 5, verse 4. Man, I'd love to go to chapter 3. I, I, might, I might just do it anyway. But Galatians chapter 5, verse 4, it says, You have become estranged from Christ if you attempt to be justified by the law. That is Jesus plus. I don't have to. And I, if people do this. I'm not criticizing you. I'm just telling you what I don't have to do. I don't have to blow a shofar to be free. I don't have to wear a tallit when I pray. I don't have to do, because it's Christ alone. Yes. Amen. 
The blood of Jesus has paid for it already. And if you do that, that's fine. I've already talked to people about that. It's okay. If you want to do that, that's okay. But I don't have to. And you don't need to make me try to feel guilty because I don't. Because the book of Galatians and Acts chapter 15 says I'm okay. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, well, let me read that again because I missed the important part. (laughs) You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by the law. You have fallen from grace. Well, that's not really what that means. I'm going to look up the Greek and, and explain it away. No. That doesn't mean you can't be saved. That just means you have, you have rejected grace so that you can live by your works and by the works of the flesh, no one can be justified. So give up the works of the flesh and come back to the works of the Spirit. That's what chapter 3 talks about. The works of the Spirit. He goes on to say, For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by, uh, by faith. For in Christ neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. You know what the the law of of the new covenant is? It's to love. Because if you love, you fulfill the whole law. If I love, I'm not going to rob from you. If I love, I'm not going to gossip about you. If I love, I'm not going to steal from you. If I love, I'm not going to break the law. I am going to do what's good for you. That's the law of the New Testament is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves. So that, ba- that, base, uh, that causes me to mention this also. You have to love yourself. Yeah. Oh, that sounds pretty prideful. For some of you that don't love yourself, don't love me. <laughs> because if you love me like you love yourself, the way you treat yourself, don't treat me that way. Because I've heard people say, I'm so dumb. Well, that means they would talk about me. Oh, pastor's so dumb. <laughs> Look in the mirror. I'm so ugly. Pastor's so ugly. <laughs> love your neighbor as you love yourself. So I beg you to start loving yourself because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for you that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The next verse is just as important. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. In other words, that tells me God's not here to condemn you. You say, man, there's just so much to say. (laughs) So, What are we to have? So he says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but faith working through love. So faith, faith in what? 
Faith in God's love for us. Faith that the cross of Christ causes us to be forgiven of all sin. You know, I haven't uh, confessed all my sin to you. (laughs) Thank you. I wasn't going to anyway. (laughs) And you haven't confessed all your sin to me. And I don't want to hear yours. (laughs) If you're having a hard time getting free, we can get you free. But you know, some of those things, some of those things are, uh, you know, if we let the enemy, he'll use that as a gateway into us to anchor us in darkness. But the blood of Jesus is, is more powerful than darkness. God is, the Bible says God is light. So if you invite Christ into your life, you've invited light into your life and he's not going to condemn you for it. He's going to set you free from it. Thank you, Lord. We also have to have faith that the promise uh, in God's promise that all was paid for through the cross. That we have to have faith that the battle was already fought and won and we make the declaration or we make the confession. In other words, the scripture says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Well, that's the open door to get into the kingdom, but there's more to the kingdom than just confessing the Lord Jesus. It is a confessing of all that he has declared for us. And to give you a, uh, in Colossians, we're not going to turn there, but Colossians 2.15 The Bible talks about God wrote all of our sins and nailed them to the cross. And the Bible says that he, Jesus, spoiled principality. You don't spoil somebody until you beat them. Because spoil means you go in and take their goods. So you defeat the enemy, you go in and you take their weaponry, you take their riches, you take their goods, you have spoiled principalities and powers because you've already beat them. So Jesus has already beat them, so now he's spoiled, he's already spoiled principalities and powers and made a public display of them openly. In other words, he brought the satanic powers to open shame. Already did it. And we're trying to believe for something to happen. He already did it. He already did it. Thank you, Lord. Do you know that Again, we make our declaration or we make our confession, but we're not fighting a battle. We're just standing. Standing on the promises of Christ my King. Da 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 da. Anybody remember that song? Oh, that's a Baptist song. Maybe you don't know that song. 
Standing, standing, standing on the promises of Christ my Savior. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises. You knew it when I started, got into the course. But that's what you're doing when you're making your declaration, you're making your confession, you are are standing on the promise. And when the thought comes that you're not going to receive it or you're not worthy enough to receive it, you still confess it so that you stand. But the battle's already won. Battle's already won. What are we free from? We're free from condemnation. You know that God is not angry at you. Right. Turn to somebody and say, I'm not, God's not angry at you. Angry. I might be, <laughs> but God's not. <laughs> you got to say that. You, you never know what's going on with husband and wives, right, Roger? I, I mean, <laughs> you never know. I might be, but God's not angry with you. God's not angry with you. As a matter of fact, in Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, it says, The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over you with singing. When you get around, when you get around God, there's a song that's stirred in his heart. You think I sing a lot. <laughs> you better wait until you get to heaven. You're going to hear God sing. And he's going to be singing over you. Amen. Hallelujah. And they're all going to be love songs. Hey, won't you play? <laughs> no, no, that's not the wrong. <laughs> oh, that's the wrong song. Anyway. <laughs> So, don't receive condemnation from others. Don't receive condemnation from yourself. And don't receive and don't condemn others. Because if you condemn others, you open yourself up because freely you receive, freely give. Or freely you give, freely you receive. If you're a condemner, then you're opening yourself to receive condemnation. And uh, we're all familiar, or maybe not, but Galatians, or not Galatians, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is therefore now. Somebody say now. now. Not tomorrow, not when I get to heaven, not in the future, but now. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Say, in Christ Jesus. When you confess Christ as your Savior and Lord and believed in your heart that God rose from the dead, raised Him from the dead, and you still believe that and you still confess that, then you are in Christ. There's another uh, scripture. I believe it's in Colossians. Colossians. It says, our life is hidden with Christ in God. If I I had a nickel, you'd be the nickel. Then I'd put you in an envelope, say, now you're in Christ. Christ. And then I'd put you in a bigger envelope, one of the manila folders. 
and now you're in God. How's the devil going to get to you? Your life is hidden with Christ in God. You are in Christ, and Christ is in you. You know, it's funny. I don't think Christ got weak when he came in you. I don't think he, uh, I don't think he needs to take vitamins to pump himself up. I don't think he needs to even take a nap. He's awake, fired up, and ready to go. You are in Christ. He says again, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You are free. If you're in Christ, you are free from the law of sin and death and also the consequences of the law of sin and death. But you have to stand, you have to make your declaration and your confession, not just to make the confession, but you are identifying with Christ. You are identifying with what he's already done. Man, I didn't see myself preaching like this this morning. Thank you, Jesus. So again, I want to read that again because it goes goes into the next scripture. It says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free, made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did. Turn to somebody and say, God did it. In other words, you could not be justified through the law. So God says, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it for them. That's why Jesus came, lived a sinless life. He did it for us so that we could receive the new covenant. We could receive the promises of God. It said God did by sending his son in the likeness of sinful sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Notice he's not condemning you. Notice he's not condemning the world. He is condemning sin. But you know, how many times have we felt condemned? How many times have we felt like God didn't love us anymore? That's a lie, and we've got to stand fast. We've got to put down our anchor of hope and joyful expectation, knowing that God loves us. Thank you, Lord. He says in uh, Romans 8, verse 15, it says this, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Actually, this is the start of the message. <laughs> For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption whereby you cry, Abba, Father. In other words, when you receive Christ, all fear is eradicated. You didn't receive fear. You received the spirit of adoption. And if you know anything about legal adoption, You know, you can reject your children. You can cut them out of the will. 
But if you adopt somebody, sorry, Charlie, you can't get rid of them. They're yours. They are yours. And you can't cut them out. So in other words, God says, I'm not cutting you out. Now you can walk away from God. He ain't going to walk away from you. Somebody say hallelujah. (laughs) The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You know, it used to bother me because everybody would be getting words, these long words, you know. And I'd go before God and God'd say, I love you, son. That's okay, but after about five years of that, you're wondering... What, what's the deal? But you know what he told me? It's because you need it. God gives you what you need. He gives you what you need. And some of us need to hear, not just from me, not just from the Scripture, but you need to hear what God says in the Spirit, that I love you, son, or I love you, daughter. I'm not rejecting you. He goes on to say, and if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed you suffer with him, that you may be glorified with him. I don't have time to talk about suffering today, but what I am going to say is the suffering that he's talking about here is persecution. The scripture says, those who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I'm not going to ask you if you're suffering, because if you're not suffering, you might not be living godly in Christ Jesus. Or in other words, you're not letting your little light shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Down, 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 this. I'm going to... There's a little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine. You know what? When you're in the deepest, darkest place, a little pin light is all you need. Some people say, well, I got a big light in me. Well, good. Good for you. (laughs) But I, I, I made the mistake. I went camping one time with my family. And we went to see a movie at the at the camp ground place and on the way back they didn't have any street lights it was completely pitch black couldn't see your hand in front of your face but I had my little pin light (laughs) and I got it out and we made it back we made it back it's always good to have your light with you Thank you, Jesus. And you're familiar with this. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7 goes along with this. It says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and sound mind. You're God's child. He is not afraid, so you should not be afraid. Isn't there a, isn't there a saying like father, like son? 
Doesn't the scripture say, I, I think I preached it last week or the week before, be ye imitators of God as dear children? Well, if he's not afraid, if he's not afraid, can you help me? Just take this jacket off. If he's not afraid, then neither should we be. We are joint heirs with Jesus. All authority was given to him. Therefore, all authority is given to us. Your suffering comes from the world's rejection of Christ. It's not necessarily rejecting you. It is the world's rejection of Christ, but because Christ is in you, there's an element of the world controlled by Satan that hates you. I would rather be hated by the world and loved by God. Thank you, Lord. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities, for helps our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Dependence comes on the dependence of the Holy Spirit's power to overpower our weakness. Let me say that again. For us to be empowered, we have to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. If we would go back to Galatians, which I didn't do, Galatians chapter 3, it is talking about, did you receive the Spirit? Did you receive miracles by the works of the flesh or by the hearing of faith? The answer is by the hearing of faith. The works of the Spirit are not by your works of the flesh. They're by the works of the, they're by the, works of the Spirit. Did I just repeat myself? Anyway. He says, likewise, the Spirit helps our weakness, for we know not what to pray for as we are, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Yeah. You know, my, uh, my lovely wife, Melody... You remember, uh, or Roberts used to say, my darling wife, Evelyn. Anybody remember Or Roberts? All right. Well, my lovely wife, Melody, taught on the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Actually, it was at my request. Because we preach and we preach and we, we say we're a spirit-filled church, but we're not offering the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. We're not offering it. So we want to offer it. And you know, it was amazing at how much, re how much response we got from outside of the church. People are still hungry for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. I love this scripture. Jude 20. Jude, if you're using your Bible program on, on your computer, you have to say Jude 1. But Jude one twenty, it says this, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. How are we empowered? We are empowered by the Holy Spirit. And then the, the scripture says, keeping yourself 
in the love of God. In other words, I'm standing fast so the enemy cannot lie to me to tell me that God doesn't love me or that I have to do these extra things so that he will love me. No, he loves me. He says, keep yourself in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Looking for what? Looking for God's mercy. Looking for God's mercy. You know, I was so thrilled this morning by one of the songs we had because I was praying that this week in this sanctuary. I was praying, Lord, Lord, give all of us a hunger for more of you. And what were they singing this morning? I want more. You were all confessing and declaring that you want, but do you really want it? You know, we're not living, you know, we have a theology that's way higher than our experience. But God wants us to have the experience in equal to our theology. Now, we see miracles here and there, but I want to see more. All I want is more of you. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I better quit. Thank you, Lord. You want more? Then stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Stay free from fear. Stay free from the fear that God has rejected you because he will never leave you nor forsake you. He says there is therefore now no condemnation. Now and from, from now on, there's no condemnation for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, God offers to each one of us a part in his kingdom. And it's not jumping through a bunch of hoops because Jesus did all the work. It's done. It's finished. But I have to want it. You know, uh, I have to confess my sin. (laughs) These are old sins. But you know, Melody would try to love me. And I would give her the cold shoulder. Wouldn't talk to her for a couple weeks. Preaching the gospel. (laughs) I've grown up, you know. Hopefully. Oh, we don't do that. We don't do that anymore. We, yeah. You don't try to show me you'll love me, and I don't try to cut it. (laughs) We both learned our lessons. <laughs> so, uh, 
Again, I got to open your heart. Yeah. <laughs> what was I saying? Any, oh, yeah, God. Yeah, God. You know, God's pouring out his love. He's pouring out his love, but you have to receive it. Yeah, he loves you. It's, you know, it's just, it's beyond our comprehension. Beyond our comprehension. But he's offering it. And he wants to, he wants to cause you to know him. And it's not a bunch of rules of do's and don'ts. It's about a relationship with him. And, you know, he's pretty, uh, he's kind of a gentle lover. Well, some people, I, you know, I guess. But he's a gentle lover. He, 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 put, he brings you along as much as you can handle. You know, of course, some people just get dipped all the way, but held under, but no. Better just stop talking. Lord, we just come before you in the name of Jesus, and we are delighted, Lord God, that the battle's already been fought, the battle's already been won, and now we make our declaration, Lord God, that we receive because Jesus was crucified for us. He he bore our sin. He bore our punishment. He was dead for three days, and he rose again from the dead that we might be justified. What does justified mean? Just as if I had never sinned. That's how God sees us. If you're not sure about that, I want, you to pr- I want, I want us all to pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I acknowledge that I've broken your law more than once. But I believe that Jesus came, lived a perfect life. His, my sin was put on him, and he was crucified. As, as the sacrifice to remove my sin. And I believe that he died, was buried, and he rose three days later. And now I confess that I believe that. And I confess that you are my Father, and that I am in Christ, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we also know that uh, Psalm 103 says, uh, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, who forgives all your iniquities, and who heals all your diseases. So that's part of the gospel. So I'm going to ask my healing team to come up.